my my are we on okay now we're finally on <laughs> hey guys welcome to cancel this cancel this show.com vic faust lizzie sparks pro joe in the studio making sure we look and sound as good as we possibly can uh this is cancel this monday through friday 8 to 10 a.m central and all the time on our website cancel the show.com it's february 13th we're ready to rock and roll eight o'clock central where we are not sure where you are We'll be here till 10 o'clock central today. So we're grateful for you jumping in, being a part of the live cast. Like, subscribe, share the show. Let us know about stories, topics, individuals, people, interviews, sponsors, advertisers that we need to know about. And we'll do our best with that. Of course, lots to get to today. Coming up, the Senate passed the bill. Lots of Republicans making it happen. Uh, Thank God we've got the House. We'll talk about that. They passed the bill to give a lot more money to Ukraine. Um, we'll get into that <clears throat> as heard here on the cancel this show. Um, we kind of predicted who the shooter was at Joel Steen's church and why the media kept quiet on it. Go figure. It happens all the time. Tucker Carlson explaining why other media is so jealous and angry at him. The Super Bowl ratings were incredible. We'll get into that. Um, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, could be impeached today. Doesn't really mean anything, just sends a symbol. Some people really, really, really are like all into that. And then we have a, a preacher, his name is Edward Cage. He'll come on about nine o'clock today. Um, he is a former hardcore liberal left leaning Democrat <clears throat> who saw the light. Who saw the light. <laughs> I love these people seeing the light. He'll walk in with his staff and part. The Red Sea. Today That's for right. Us. I'm looking forward to the it. The Red Sea of politics. You bet. And race mm-hmm. and all of those sorts of things. So uh, we've got him. Can't wait for that interview. If you have questions, of course, you can chime in. We love it when you guys get in on the podcast, those of the live listeners that we have, both on the video sites and, of course, on the audio sites as well. Um, tomorrow's uh valentine's day just making sure everybody remembers that if you had to do anything if you had to order any flowers or anything you better get that done get all your stuff in uh, making sure you guys understand <clears throat> these are important days especially for ladies yes it is don't forget us tomorrow don't and, forget us and for my friend george for his man Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah whoever your significant um, or a friend buy some for a friend yes that's you know what Exa- that was explained to me mm-hmm. it's also for girls for girls and whatever it is for i girls, mean your friends girls. although I'm just sorry. If you're a guy, like if I brought a Valentine in for Joe, he'd probably mm-hmm. look at me a little strange. He would look at you a little strange. <laughs> now, he wouldn't mind you. Depends or, on what it is. That's right. I was going to say, if you came in with something good. Or if he gave mind. me a Valentine, I'd be like, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Day ain't over yet, man. Um, anyway, we appreciate that. Um, you know, the mob, it, this is so crazy, too, uh, talking about NFL stuff. J.J. Watt, future Hall of Fame football player, one of the best defensive players of all time. Um, he's a broadcaster now. Well, he put his hair up and like people started ripping him because he had different hair. Mm-hmm. Like literally he's, hair. he's like, he could not believe the mob. The mob went after him for his hair. They wanted him to have this crew cut that he always had. Mm-hmm. He's grown it out. He's got a little vavoom, a little vava to it. <laughs> you got different hair and you're getting pretty good reception. That's it. true. Yeah. You went from that hair to back to this Yeah, hair. well, I didn't have a, a crew cut or an NFL career. Um, anyway, he's just shocked. He's like, he showed up and people were making fun of him. So he says he's going back to his old hair because he said too many people were making fun of him. So anyway, um, we've got uh, more polling on Kamala Harris. <laughs> it's going the wrong way. I didn't think it could go any lower. How low can you go? Uh, she's going really low. And Biden, more embarrassing moments yesterday. Again, he can't be seen anywhere, but I am uh, changing my idea. 
They, I, they don't have anybody else. They have nobody in the bullpen. I do believe the plan was to replace them, but they have nobody else. They have nobody else. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to push that old bag of bones across the finish line somehow, some way, like Christy Nome said. But anyway, we'll see where it goes. Trisha says, not a huge Valentine's person. Um, <clears throat> every day, not one special day. Show love every day. Of course, I agree. I agree. But we're human. But I still like me some candy or something on Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. At least a card. Jeez. Yeah, at least a card. Something. Even just one little bitty piece of chocolate is fine. Something. Okay. We'll we'll do our best with that. So we're here. Canceltheshow.com. Ready to go. Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. Of course, check all of our websites. Information. <clears throat> all of our shows. We have our merchandise set up there. Hats, t-shirts, cups. Cancel this coffee as well. We have all kinds of things on there. We have a donation page that you can jump into as well. And also um, want to give a shout out to um, advertisers that we have. Of course, Amini's in the Chesterfield Valley. You've got to check out the saunas, people. If you haven't yet, they are affordable. And you can... Um, you can pay for them over time. You can see the health benefits that they have. The saunas are absolutely amazing. The hot tubs, uh, even better. Uh, experienced real estate partners, Kathy Helbig Strick, Steve Strick, <clears throat> caught up with them. They still continue to get people calling. More people are calling now, uh, trying to get their um, orders in place for real estate because mm-hmm. things are picking up. And now, more and more, what they've been talking about, more and more uh, information is being released right now yeah. with rates. And uh, when the rates are going down, people are starting to look again. And that's going to open up the um, availability of homes that we've talked about so many times. Route 66 Cannabis, your fast lane to the Midwest premier shopping experience. They've also got the Cubana line and they've also got Ostara, which are in dispensaries all across the state, not just their own. And of course, WeQuip USA, Paige Measley and crew, the peer-to-peer rental marketplace where renters can go to search for items that they need that their neighbors might not have. Check it out. WeQuipUSA.com, WeQuipUSA, and of course, the F word mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, Wendy's. Wendy's in the Chesterfield Valley. Uh, some of the best pizza, burgers, wings, smoked meat, you're going to find great time. And of course, you have the big patio, especially during these colder times, the heated patio, which is great. And of course, entertainment on the weekend and terrific service as well. All right, let's jump into this this morning, guys. Good morning to you all. Jump it in, letting us know. We talked about this. I wanted to start off what we could with the football stuff. Is that all right, Lizzie? Is that cool? Sure, fine, totally okay. fine. We were a, a Nostradamus predicting show yesterday. The first thing mm-hmm. that we talked about, this was really, really, this one was really going off, really going off the ledge to predict what happened with the Super Bowl. The all time high most watched telecast was Super Bowl 58 two nights ago. The most watched event in the history of mankind was Super Bowl 58. Mm-hmm. Man, the NFL did good with that Taylor Swift incident. So why was it the most watched TV event of history? Bigger than the moon. It was the biggest telecast. Mm-hmm. No, don't you think there's a lot? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of reasons. People really do like football. They like it. Or at least the people I know really like it. And they had stopped watching it for several years when it became political. There were some people doing that. Yeah, I knew quite a few people did. Probably most people that I know stopped watching. Really? Yeah, most people that I know. I didn't know anybody that stopped. Almost all the people in my sphere stopped watching it due to the kneeling. All my friends watched it more because we loved the kneeling. We thought the kneeling was really good for the game. You what? Yeah, we were all about 
Colin Kaepernick's my hero, is he? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I was wondering. Uh-huh. I, yeah, okay. 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 I was like, what? Okay. Now I know where you're going. You're like, that. what, Vic? What? What? Okay. So I know how much you're in love with Colin. So mm. that makes sense. Makes sense why you and your friends continued to watch the train wreck that we used to call the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, I get it now. But so I think, of course, we know hearing from Kelly and a lot of people, I know Mm. my daughters watched it who don't normally watch it because of the whole Kelsey and also because it was in Missouri. But I just think it there's been so much negativity in this Mm. world. People just wanted to find it as a distraction they wanted to do something different and people and and i'm not i can't say the word but when people were closed in their house back in 2020 and people didn't get together people want to get together and they want to have a party so it was a culmination of about four years of nonsense well this was in america alex from the chat line brings up what about the world cup yeah the world cup is around the globe this was for the united states and in the united states we just don't give a shit about soccer we don't i'm sorry I like soccer personally, but soccer doesn't move the needle. It just doesn't. And I know that pisses off soccer fan, but you have to deal with it. Football is king. Football is God. Football, as Howie Long said a long time ago from the Fox NFL broadcast, baseball may be America's pastime, but football is America's passion. And we see it on Super Bowl Sunday, loud and true. Um, Soccer is, you know, soccer is an acquired taste. I mean, it's just not... It just is. It takes a long... You have to get into it to try to enjoy a game. There's just not that excitement. There's not the media around it. Uh, Across seas and where it became big in third world countries, I mean, it was fine. But soccer is not anywhere near where the NFL is in the States. Worldwide, it's the most popular sport, but not in the United States. So the telecast, we're talking about the viewership. Obviously, guys, it's, it's the Chiefs. Because the NFL needs that same team that's there, recognizable figure, <clears throat> arguably the greatest quarterback, or soon to be with Tom Brady. That's a whole nother subject. Then, of course, as we know, it really put it over the top. I'm sorry, it was Taylor Swift. Yeah. Which is why I've said from the get-go, it's not a bad thing that she's involved. You may not like seeing her, but for the business, the sport, the telecast, guess what? It only helped. Mm-hmm. She blew it up <clears throat> and out Correct. and over. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Vince McMahon to get it uh, involved. Well, he's got his own issues. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so that helped. And then you had the 49ers, um, you know, where you've got some really likable people. Really, really, really likable. I mean, when you win a lot, people don't like you. And believe it or not, I know two of my best friends who are Chiefs fans hate Travis Kelsey now. They hate him. Because video surfaced of him, we were talking about kneeling. He used to be a kneeler, by mm-hmm. the way. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey knelt. He was a kneeler, of like Alan Kaepernick. Of course he was. <clears throat> and then, of course, he took $20 million to promote a cupcake mm-hmm. that... <laughs> I get why people don't like him. So then I you do. had So you had kind of a villain, and mm-hmm. then you had... Taylor Swift. Correct. Which people, a lot of people see her as a villain too. They do because of her involvement with the Democratic Party. So you've got two people. So if you're somebody that bases your entire life on politics, you would not like those two. But she's not technically all. with the Democratic Party yet. Well, she did endorse Biden in 2020. 
Correct. But we have not heard an endorsement for 2024 yet. Well, and we heard her on videos with her dad arguing the point where clearly her dad is a Republican and she was arguing him down about her involvement with with Democrat voters. So all of that is why staunch conservatives Well, it sounded don't like, like me them. with conversations with my daughter a few years ago. Absolutely, we all have that. So I could kind of relate to that cuz she was just a kid. <clears throat> I I have those discussions with my kids too. And until somebody is really affected with their bottom line with tax dollars, they can be a Democrat. Well, Donald Trump came out yesterday and said there's no way in hell Taylor Swift will support Joe Biden because he's done nothing for and then he went into how he helped her and other musicians in the industry by passing legislation when he was a president to to protect them Mm -hmm. from people who try to come after their money absolutely he's like I've done more for Taylor Swift (laughs) but that's the truth he has (laughs) I was like oh Donald Trump coming strong I love it yep so she was obviously uh, another main reason, but we're talking about 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms. That's that's incredible. That really is. The most watched telecast in history. Mm-hmm. CBS led the way with 120 million viewers. That was the largest audience in history for a single network. So CBS cashed in big time. That's why it was $7 million for a 30-second ad. Absolutely. And yep. you know what? That's probably go up next year because so many people tuned in, which I, I'm telling you, as long as Kelsey and I and I know conspiracy theorists will agree, as long as Kelsey and Taylor are together, <clears throat> why wouldn't the NFL do whatever they could to make sure that that story goes as long as it possibly a- can? Absolutely. It's for good broadcast. Business. Mm-hmm. It's very good business. Um, it was also the most streamed Super Bowl in history, led by a record setting audience on Paramount Plus. And more than 200 million viewers, 202.4 watched, all are part of Super Bowl programming across networks, the highest unduplicated total audience in history, and up 10% from last year's Super Bowl. Yes. So don't count on the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah, I bet they don't. <laughs> I bet they don't. They won't. The NFL won't let that happen. No, and it's interesting <clears throat> what you said about the streaming. You can that just shows you people are going more and more to streaming. So many people don't even have TV anymore, and they just have streaming apps. So it makes sense why so many people streamed the game instead of watching it on cable. Um, yeah, Sherry says I watched to see all the rituals go back in history, knowing what we know now. And the halftime show was pure ritual. I've heard it as well. Um, yeah. I know. We showed some of the video yesterday. We broke it down. Um, someone is trying to make the case that Tay is evil, implying she sold her catalog to Soros. Mm. She fought them. Yeah, she did. <clears throat> she fought Soros to get that back. But we don't know if a deal was made behind the scenes. Those are th- those. That's the speculation that mm-hmm. was there. But there is absolutely no doubt that her good friend Ice Spice yesterday and I sent a video to our friend Kelly Mano after the show yesterday, and I have not heard back, did a, what people call a Illuminati slash satanic mm-hmm. symbol. There was no doubt she was wearing an upside down cross, and she even pushed it up to show people. We showed she that did. video yesterday. She did, and until you showed that video, <clears throat> I just thought it was something just over-sensationalized, because it's almost like people seem to want it to be And now imagine how young satanic. girls all over the world are. They're like, oh, we love it. They would never have. Oh, my God. Yes, and my, my girls didn't even pay any attention to her. Of course they're at, not. At all. They didn't, so they didn't even notice any of that satanic stuff. They were just watching Taylor Swift. Because you're not looking for that. That's correct. Because That's you, correct. 
Correct. you're comfortable. You're just kind of you're kind of like the the mouse. Oh, there's a piece of cheese on that little trap over there. But yeah, sometimes I don't know if that's a trap. I'm just gonna go have some cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Well, you know what else I think was a trap? And this is something that conservatives need to really watch. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about it. Um, the you know before the game when it was lift you know lift up the voices or whatever the name is that people are calling the black national anthem here's the thing that I think that conservatives need to do where that is concerned that is liberals trying to divide us that song has been in the black church since the 1900s and should they play it I don't really care one way or the other but if we are going to be conservatives and we're going to have to lean into the black community because the black community is waking up we're going our nine o'clock guest is going to tell us more about that. So did former Democrat. Yes. Now preacher. Mm-hmm. Conservative. And, absolutely. And we had Nicole on last week. Same thing. Blacks are turning more and more and more to be conservative. So instead of, I mean, this is, I really think that black national anthem thing is being pushed by the liberals to divide us because I really watched that and they just played the song. They didn't call it a black national anthem. So we need to more lean in on those situations and not go radical mm-hmm. about it and act like everything's just the antichrist, which it may very well be. We need to play a different game in this election. We need to lean into it, pull these people onto our side instead of scream and yell about how they're so evil. Yeah, well, that was part of the Super Bowl talk that we wanted to wrap up. It was the most popular, most watched telecast in the history of programming. So congratulations, NFL. Congratulations, CBS. You guys got very, very, very rich. And um, I know you're probably happy about that. And it was because of the Chiefs and Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes. Um, may not have um, heard that it was in Vegas, too. So people like just the, 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 the whole aspect of Vegas, 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 Vegas. Okay, this is Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe, taking care of everything. Uh, from a technical standpoint, um, we kind of predicted this yesterday, and I don't care if nobody else is talking about it. It is a big deal, especially when we talk as much as we do about not trusting what you're told for media messages, going and finding what you need to find when it comes to information from people who are doing the research and giving you all sides of a story. Um, <clears throat> case in point, the Joel Osteen church shooting from Sunday. The media described this person as a female. But on second look, no pun intended, it was a man. Mm-hmm. And now the media, after being called out for this, is stating, and the police are stating, well, this person had multiple pronouns. Mm-hmm. So we just went with the first pronoun that they had. Correct. And she was also <laughs> list, she, he, it actually, it's a he. His name is Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And once again, it's another, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lizzie. And then this no, is. Th- Jeffrey is also listed as a non-Hispanic white. Does that person look white to you on his profile? This is actually because a that's, male. Because that's what Jeffrey put on there. Correct. Correct. And Jeffrey is clearly a guy, not a girl, clearly doesn't have multiple pronouns, and clearly is not white. So once again... Now we have situations where several people die, they pass away, and they don't tell you how, stars and whatever, they keep it quiet. Um, You don't know when it comes to people talking about maybe heart issues and being cupcaked and those sorts of things. And we also have the media not telling us now. And Lizzie, when we brought this up yesterday, Lizzie said, 
I wonder why they're not telling us. I wonder if they're illegal. So then we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed that it was number <clears throat> one and illegal, and it had to be somebody that was not white. So guess what happens? And it was during their Hispanic service. We have an illegal, Jeffries, an illegal, who went in with a long rifle, put a child in harm's way. <clears throat> Jeffrey got what Jeffrey deserved. Jeffrey got a bullet and went to meet his maker. But in the process, put a child in harm's mm-hmm. way, not caring about this child. And of course, the story doesn't end here. Jeffrey was transgender. Correct. So now you have an illegal transgender going to shoot up Joel Steen's church on a Sunday afternoon during service. Did they ever figure out who the kid it was, or was it was it their kid? I have looked at that, and I've seen two different stories. One, that it was a kid he brought in, but apparently it wasn't his kid. And then I've also heard that it was a kid he just grabbed in the lobby at church. Right, so right. That was the story I, they're yesterday. not saying. And when they're not saying what it is, more than likely it's not his kid. Because if they were saying, oh, yes, this was his son, the fact that they're not saying it's it's he, she's kid, this is somebody's kid he took from somewhere. Well, this is local media's fault. Local media, shame on you in Houston. And I'll call out local media because local media doesn't know how to do anything but local council meetings. They, mm-hmm. they don't. The sports guys do a good job. They go and put their mics and they talk to local sports. They, they give you local sports aspect. Um, but Houston's local news, somebody with some balls needed to actually do a damn good story, an in-depth story. This is huge. And and I know it's not right, but it's also Joel Steen's church, which brings even more uh, pizzazz to it, more salacious news. Um, but at the same point in time, they, they refuse to just look a little further. This is why I talk about, there's so many, well, well, the police told us that. Okay, who is this person? What's their name? And go look. And they didn't call them out. And it took over a day for this all to get out. Uh, Jay says Fox reported it was her kid or his kid and that she's female who identified sometimes as a male, but long mental health history. Yeah, Correct. of course. Correct. We know. Correct. We and, know all that. And a lot of it was true. They also reported that this thing, transgender, was was a girl and it's really a guy. I mean, so all of this is lies. We really don't know whose kid this is because I've heard different reports on different different areas that they're saying they don't know where this kid is so here's so who knows the the bottom line is the media did not do their job once again and once again you have a trans person shooting up and trying to shoot up and kill people that's eight of like i think it's eight of the last 11 shootings or attempted shootings Mm -hmm. transgenders yes okay i'm not trying to be mean here lizzie has said this before and there are some mental issues that are going on Mental, emotional issues, cries for help. Yes. Yeah. Was that church or a school that was targeted? It was, was a school. This was church. This is Joel Olstein's okay. big, big I thought it was church. another school. No, my bad. Church. Yeah, that's right. It was Joel Olstein. And, so, and what they did, they didn't tell you the full story of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're trying to hide the truth. If it wasn't bad enough that this person's illegal and another trans person going in with guns to shoot people, to hurt people, to ruin lives forever, they don't want to tell you that story on your local news or your national news for that matter because, well, it it just doesn't fit with their narrative because at the same point in time, illegal news is being pushed on us. Transgender news is being pushed on us all at the same time. But guess what? That's not even it. There was a third aspect to this story. (laughs) 
Guess what was allegedly engraved on this long AR-15 weapon mm-hmm. that this person had? Free Palestine. Yep. So now you have a third part of the story that the media refuses to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Free Palestine. There you go. And of course, the media is not going to talk about it. Your liberal networks are not going to talk about it. Um, most radio stations are not going to talk about it. We are because we give you the full story of everything that's going on. Hey, if you want and are for Free Palestine, go ahead. All to you. If you're all for the transgender movement, I'm all for you. If you're for giving your homes to illegals, let's start with you and your land. Give your house to an illegal. Bring them into your house. But we're going to tell the truth of what happens because too many local news people, uh, as I was told for so many years, don't, don't bring up anything. Just cash your check. Be happy. Just keep your head down and don't say anything about it. We've got instructions from up above. That's what's happened with this country and why we're facing a lot of things that we are right now. You know, and like Addie's saying on the chat line, that they're going to make this now a mental health thing again, and they're going to make it a gun problem, where if this had been a conservative white person, they would be saying, oh, it's because of their politics. It's because Trump got in their head. But when it is somebody that is clearly has the agendas of the left, that's the only thing they talk about is, well, the person probably was having some trouble or they suppress it at all. It's so obvious what our news cycle does with our information donna says it's when you start messing with hormones it messes up the body too. a hundred percent because here's and here's the fact of it when something is unnatural it's not in sync and when something's not in sync it doesn't operate as it should the human body the mind the emotion and the heart Mm -hmm. it all gets tangled together and these things can happen uh fox also reported that the rifle used yeah, had for, had Palestine, free Palestine written on. That's what I was just talking about. Uh, Greg Cooks about the Trump derangement syndrome. Okay, Megan also want to remind people. Just remember, this happened on the same day, Super Bowl Sunday, that the quote "He gets us" commercials. Yes, said that Christians need to wash the feet of the trans community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and of course, this person was pro Hamas on top of it as well. Correct. And then, of course, all they'll say is ceasefire, free, you know, free Palestine. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the big conversation. It's the little headlines. So when we saw that come down, we wanted to make sure that we were ahead of the game on that. People, you are too. It's very simple. When all of these things happen, look for the story. And of course, you don't have normal, red-loving, conservative, legal gun owners going in and shooting up schools and churches and and hospitals you just don't correct they're not it's not happening and it hasn't been happening no and this shows and i don't even want to hear i don't i don't want to hear this time it's all about mental health this is first and foremost was a border issue can we show the picture of jeffrey as we can explain again and here's here's jeffrey who number one the number one problem with jeffrey is jeffrey is illegal that's the number one problem. Of course, it's bad that he's pro-Palestine. It's, of course, it's bad that he's a transgender. Of course, it's bad he put a child in harm's way, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. But he's illegal. That is our number one problem. And Vic says it all the time. Our number one problem in this country is our border is open. And here it is, right here. And so, once again, 
God help us if and when something like this were to happen again, or if and when you keep hearing these stories. And and I was talking to a local businessman who knows um, several illegal people in the St. Louis area who says he thinks that they're great, and he's conservative. He said that he doesn't agree with them coming here illegal, but he said all the illegals that he has met have been positive, hardworking people. Now, I we, we give the full story, but he's also saying, I know that there's a lot of gang members who are coming into this country Correct. and people from China and Venezuela and um, Southeast Asia, and we don't know why, and South America who are coming in and with plans for this country that we're going to have to deal with as, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan says, I wouldn't doubt if he was doing some meth as well. Yeah, um, and, and you pro- and that's almost a foregone conclusion with the look of th- that Jeffrey has a meth face. And then with all the drugs floating over the border, I would imagine Jeffrey is doing some meth. Once again, a great point from Lisa as well. How does an illegal alien marry a Jewish man and this isn't run through a machine with authority somehow, some way? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, makes you think, take another second look, what's happening in this country because it's all falling apart. And it started with the border, but there's so many other things that actually started with. We've just been dealing with the border issue since Biden, and it hasn't been going on before. We had none of these problems, none of these problems before Joe Biden took office. And now, of course, that's what we're dealing with. So we just wanted to bring that back up to people to remind you of what happened, because most most news isn't covering it like it should be covered. But once again, if it was a conservative mm-hmm. who had a gun legally... And went in and started to shoot something, you'd still be hearing about it day and night, day and night. Gun control, gun control, gun control, gun control. And you don't hear anybody praising, it from a political standpoint, the two men, off-duty officers, who eliminated the threat immediately because Correct. they had guns legally. Mm-hmm. They eliminated the threat. Nobody was hurt. This is what you do. You take out the issue. You take out the problem. You take out the threat. ASAP, and guess what? Not only do you take out the threat, you keep people safe. You send a message of deterrence that if you come in and you try to do something, you're going to take a bullet somewhere in your body and you're going to meet your maker and it's going to be the end of you. That's how you take care of business. That's how you take care of anybody trying to do anything harmful to any other person. And that's the main reason why they're not covering this, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that is. It's it's the good guys killed the bad guy with guns and that's the thing is if you're going to go shoot up a church especially a large church you're going to be taking down very quickly these days because almost all large churches have off-duty police officers or off-duty security guards all throughout the church um all throughout the church you're going to get taken down Forty thousand gun laws we already know yeah all you have to do is enforce the ones that are there on the book we already talked with gun people on our show before take care of the laws that are already there. And I'm not trying to pile on Travis Kelsey, but he's also gone public and said that we need more gun laws as well. (laughs) Travis Kelsey is a very good football player, but he is a political dumbass. I've said it. And I would say that Uh, to Kelsey if he came in here. Yeah. (laughs) Are we surprised? No, exactly. Um, None of this is a shocker. So we get, as we said, we, we just get frustrated because media won't cover it. We will uncancel this and we wish we had an even bigger voice and that uh, we could do more programming. And we're trying to do everything we can to make sure that our messages get out there. So like, subscribe, share the show, and make sure people know that we're trying to bring this out because we did call that out yesterday. Uh, we're here Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. And of course, all the time on our website, cancelthisshow.com. Um, when we talk about 
the things that are happening in this country, the border problems, uh, the money problems, uh, everything else that we're trying to deal with, um, I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised when we have people who are sticking up for Joe Biden. Yesterday, KJP, the worst press secretary in the mm -hmm. history of this country, literally looked at reporters and tried to tell them that Joe Biden gets more things done in a day than most Americans. Um, that made me laugh. Check out, no, listen to her sound. Listen to what she actually tried to sell. They're selling this crap. Or they're trying to sell this crap to the American people. Thanks, Kareen. A new ABC News Ipsos poll shows that 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. That is a higher percentage than what we found in a previous poll in September. So clearly polling shows this is a persistent issue. What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? So look, we're gonna to continue to lead on leadership, right? We're gonna to continue to focus on what this president has been able to get done, uh, what the president has been able to get done uh, on behalf of the, of the American people. Uh, and look, I'll quote a little bit of uh, what the First Lady said, uh, I think incredibly well, just a couple days ago. Uh, President Biden does more in one hour than most people do in a day. His age with experience and expertise is an incredible asset, and he proves it every day. And that's what we believe. We believe that his age and his experience, because he was a senator, because he was obviously vice president, because he has these long, um, you know, long decades of relationships uh, with leaders, uh, obviously across the globe, and what he's been able to do, that's what we're going to lean into. That's what we're going to speak to. Yeah, okay. Oh more lies, gosh. more BS. Now, she didn't say it. She, just, she repeated what Jill said, mm -hmm. but she's putting that still out there. We all know, and this is coming off a press conference where the guy couldn't figure out you know, who presidents were. He couldn't figure out details about his sons, Bo's death. Um, you know, he, he was angry. It's it just really bad, obviously. And that's a great point, Robert. She in, reinforces her incompetence as well by trying to stick up. It's her job. She has to because she does. I mean, I know why she took the job and I know why she was placed in that job. But it's still you're going to have to deal with the crap that goes with it when you come up and you lie and you say ridiculous stuff like mm -hmm. that. I don't know why the press still attends those press conferences. Well, you have to. You have to put you have to put media. Well, and nothing truthful is coming out of it. I mean, it's literally a waste of time. It doesn't matter, but that's that's why that's what national media is. You right, have I get it. Yeah. You have advertisers. It's called a business. Mm -hmm. um, TV think, is a business. You got to make money to be around. Yes. She's lying. She knows he's lying. She's lying. If you look at her body language, most of the time she can't even look up because she's looking down. No, she, she knows she, she's lying. She, lies she even she knows does. it. Yeah. And I know she's she is a DEI hire and isn't the smartest tool in the shed, but she does know she's lying. She knows it. Um, so she's out there saying this yesterday. <laughs> then later in the day, leave it to Joe. Here he goes again. Gives us TV gold. Okay, first of all, there's a couple things that took place here. One, he's doing a press with the president of Jordan. He'll be very confused. Um, he brings Barack Obama into the mix. I wonder why. Barack was there yesterday. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's no shocker either. And you won't hear it in this part, but later on in this presser, he starts ripping Israel, standing next to the president of Jordan. Oh. These are really bad, bad, bad things. Um, because 
it, it shows a total betrayal of Israel, regardless of your feelings, to do this. And then he's basically using the Jordanian president as a you know as a propagandist, and and then they walk off stage without taking a single question in this whole issue. This is mm -hmm. I, people look behind the scenes. We're not conspiracy theorists. What we are is we have an ability to look at video, to look at stories, to break down stories and put it out there for the public to see what's going on. So you don't just look like, oh, oh I'm the sheep, 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 sheep. We really want to help educate. And of course, you guys educate us. Look at this. And then on top of it all, he's dazed and confused. He doesn't even know what side of the podium to stand on. Let me start by welcoming His Majesty, the King of Jordan. He's been a good friend. Abdul, welcome back to the White House, man. Welcome back. Uh, and by the way, Barack's looking at you in the corner over there. Yeah. Along with Queen Rihanna, who is uh, meeting with Jill now, and the Queen and the Crown Prince Hussein. Where is the Prince out there? I thought he was coming out. At any rate, Your Majesty, over to you. This is embarrassing. And there's people who still Mr. support President. this guy. I look, can't look, look at look at this. Mr. President. The Jordanian president's like, what the? Look at him. Look at the Jordanian president. Oh. The, okay, the Jordanian president, he just looks at him throughout this like, what? What's going on? Because mm -hmm. the world knows. America's compromised and America's been open for business from compromised countries for three and a half years now or three years. They know what's going on. He has lost his effing mind and they continue to put him out there. And it's very, yeah. and, and we know that when somebody gets dementia and they lose their cognitive ability as Joe Biden has, and there's, and Democrats know this. Yeah. It's, it's not Rihanna. He did call her Rihanna. It's Raina, R-A-N-I-A. And uh, <laughs> Rihanna. I mean, we're laughing because it is funny, but, but oh my gosh. But here's the serious part. It's like Joe's on his P's and Q's. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's like there's Barack's looking at you over there. Like, we better be good. Barack, Barack will give us the lashes later if, if no ice cream. <sighs> you know, Barack, Barack's over there. Mm -hmm. Why would he bring up Barack? And he did it right out of the gate. Uh huh. Right out of the gate. Uh, yeah. He's got hands. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, he doesn't know what side to stand on. And no, dude, the Jordanian—he's like looking behind him, like, "What the? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You creep? Are you gonna sniff me?" Yeah, I bet he was afraid of that. Oh my God, the sniffers coming! The sniffers coming! By the way, I did see a funny picture the other day. It had Joe Biden leaning over Taylor Swift's neck, sniffing her, and it said, uh -huh. Taylor sniffed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jordanian, you have to laugh. Jordanian sniffed. Oh. People, there's the president of the United States right now. I, it's because Tr Barack Obama is running the show. That's why Troy says, Alex says, Barack is on his mind because that's who's trying to push him out of the 2024 race. He's worried. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a great point. And was he even the really there? Yeah. <laughs> was he even there, somebody said. That's a good question. Was he even there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He sees dead people, so why the hell wouldn't he see Barack Obama <laughs> there in the corner? Well, he did have a rough week, uh, you know, miss 
misremembering, miscommunicating German German leaders, French leaders, the presidents of Mexico and Egypt, where the rosary was, when Bo died, when his term from the vice presidency ended, um, not knowing where to stand again on his act. I mean, Mm -hmm. golly, could you imagine if it was anybody outside of Joe Biden, what would be happening? That's why people think Barack Obama is running the show, because he lives so close to D.C. Yes, he does. He lives so close to everything that's going on Mm -hmm. because of what he has said in the past regarding it would be great if he could just sit on his couch in his sweats and control somebody else and control the situation. You betcha. These are the issues. You're right, because if that was like, if that was Trump, like all the media outlets would have been all over it, nitpicking Mm -hmm. every step. You betcha. Just like we just did with Joe Biden. We know what we're doing when we pick apart these videos. We know what we're doing when we bring you the stories. You guys know when you bring us stories as well. It's about being educated. That's why we just feel and we try to produce a product for people all over the world to just be a little bit more educated so you don't have to do this. You're busy. We choose to do this because we love to do it. We want to get that information out for you so that you can make your best decisions when it comes to voting and not just voting for a president, Mm -hmm. not just trying to help your other friends and not just knowing what you should do here or products you should buy or ways that you should live your life. But also when it comes to local elections, when it comes to state elections, when it comes to these Senate races and U.S. House representative races, These are the types of situations we try to deal with to try to help you because these things are getting scary and scarier Mm -hmm. as we go on dealing with Joe Biden. Literally that, that, and then she comes out yesterday and says that, and then he does what he does. As Joe Biden said, he gets more done in an hour than most Americans do in a day. What? Under what standard? Mm -hmm. And then he goes out and does what he does. That's why I don't have a problem with anybody who goes after Jill Biden. I don't either. I don't either. And sure, he does do a lot during the day. He eats a lot of ice cream. He screws up a lot of things. He lies. He sits in the basement. He poops his pants. I mean, sure, he's doing a lot of things, but nothing for America. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, he's doing a lot of damage just by leaving the border open. He's doing a lot of damage, but that's not what they meant by that, and we know it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. These are the things that are happening uh, everybody in America, as we saw last week, Democrats alike know, and, and his polling continues to fade even faster. And at this point in time, if it's not Joe Biden, the only person I could ever see, ever see, is is Kamala maybe being pushed in because she's DEI, as we talked mm-hmm. about yesterday. Yep. But, I mean... Well, they have to put her... Even her hair... I mean, even Kamala's approval ratings are now the lowest again Mm -hmm. in the history of this country for vice president. And these aren't right-leaning polls that are being done. Yeah, she was not well liked when she was running herself. She was she was way lower than him. And she has near a 54, 55% disapproval rate. Yes. Yes. For as a vice president Mm -hmm. who doesn't do anything. Um those are the situations that we continue to bring up, we continue to talk about, and we continue to show. Okay, so this is all going on. And guess what else is happening yesterday? When we talk about the media, and, and we're going to get into, and we have to do this right now. Mm-hmm. We, we have to do this because we're talking about media, the coverage, and everything else. Tucker Carlson's interview 
with Putin was arguably the biggest interview in the history of political news. It, it, it just had to be. Then we had the Super Bowl party. Well, now he's been getting ripped all over the place and we talk about it. Well, he did a, a, an interview yesterday explaining why the media has come after him so hard, refusing to even acknowledge. I mean, he should get every broadcasting award ever created. And by the way, if you ever see somebody promote, I've got this Emmy and I've got this Emmy. Let me give you a little hint here. Emmys are voted on by other newsrooms mm-hmm. and other who it's like nobody ever wants to do it. They'll give you free pizza. Hey, we'll have pizza. We'll have ice cream. If you come in and like watch videos and just vote for who you want, it means shit to have an Emmy. And if anybody ever says, oh, I'm an Emmy nominated or I've won this Emmy, or, and that's why I didn't apply for these Emmys. Because you have to apply to get the Emmy. Yes. And then you have to tell yes. yeah, the colleagues. It's, and then you have to pay to, to pay get, get honored. Uh huh. It's a joke. All local media has lost their effing mind. Yes. Just like the who's who of, of colleges. Same thing. You got to pay and apply. So a- until they change all of that. Mm-hmm. Th- now, hey, local news could still change. It could. If somebody well, hired me. They hired me, Lizzie, and, and Joe. We could go in and change it. We could. We would have to go With in the right and change budget. it. We yep. could. Mm-hmm. I already know what we'd do. We know what we'd do. I'd put you in charge, Lizzie. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> um, here's Tucker explaining what the hell's going on with all these jealous journalists across the world. Do you have an explanation, a reasonable explanation, why there is this anti-war and this very negative remarks about this interview from a lot of your colleagues and a lot of politicians in the world? One of the ways that I I think I'm different is I don't like the internet and um, I haven't seen any of the reaction and I would imagine you know, I'm not the most popular person among my colleagues in the United States. I wouldn't have dinner with them anyway, so it's no great loss. But, um, you know, they, I, I can't imagine what their motives would be. I didn't go to Russia, of course, to promote Vladimir Putin. And if, I, if that was my purpose, I'd say so, because I'm not embarrassed. I went because I felt that most Americans, in whose name all of this is being done, don't really know what's happening, and they know nothing about the guy they're supposedly at war with in, uh, unofficially. And I just felt that my job, if I have a job in this world, it's to bring information to people so they can decide. And so I wanted to do the longest interview I could with Vladimir Putin that contained the most amount of Vladimir Putin talking, not me grandstanding about what a great person I am. When an American journalist interviews someone like Vladimir Putin, the whole point of the interview is to say, I'm a good person and you're not. And that interview was aimed at his colleagues in the newsrooms in the United States. I'm a good person. Why are you such a bad person? You're committing genocide. Okay. That's not fruitful, and that's certainly not my role. I care what God thinks of me, what my wife thinks of me, and what my four children think of me, and that's all I care about. So I don't need to prove that I'm a good person. I want to hear Vladimir Putin talk so people in my country can assess what's happening. Uh, uh, That's it. I'll I'll, I'll use the devil's advocate. But advocate away. Yes. Okay, I'll tell you. You you should challenge in in the rules of an interview, and you're a master in your your business. Uh, It's not for me to give you a lecture about that, but you should challenge some ideas. For instance, uh, you didn't talk about freedom of speech in in Russia. You did not talk (laughs) about Navalny, about assassinations, about about the restrictions on uh, opposition in the coming uh, 
elections. I didn't talk about the things that every other American media outlet talks about. Why? Yes, this because is my those question. are covered. And because I have spent my life talking to people who run countries in various countries and have mm -hmm. concluded the following, that every leader kills people, including my leader. Every leader kills people. Some kill more than others. Leadership requires killing people. Sorry. That's why I wouldn't want to be a leader. Um, that press restriction is universal in the United States. I know because I've lived it. I've mm -hmm. asked my former, you know, I, I've had a lot of jobs. Um, and I've done this for 34 years, and I know how it works. And um, there's more censorship in Russia than there is in the United States, but there's a great deal in the United States. And so, I, you know, at a certain point, it's like people can decide whether they think, you know, what, what countries they think are better, what systems they think Sir, are better. I, I, I just want to know what he thinks. That was yes. the whole point. Yes. Okay, Tucker Carlson speaking a little bit about where he comes from in the whole situation. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I love everything about what Tucker Carlson is doing. I don't think that interview could have gone any better than what it did. Mm -hmm. It was great and very and telling. I downloaded the whole thing in case it got uh, taken down. <clears throat> very and, good. And he is. Tucker being truthful about what's happening in the United States, what's happening around the world. And, of course, people will continue to try to go after it because, guess what? They don't get the interview or they answer to people who would force them to ask certain questions and or not. And of course, nobody went after NBC when they did the interview with Vladimir Putin in 2021. And they did all of the things that they did. So there you go. And of course, as we told you yesterday, there's now word that Tucker Carlson's going to be interviewing a lot of people around the world and bringing truth to light. And I can't wait, and I hope we continue to get some of that, especially on the Tucker Carlson Network, because that's what we're starting to see. These are the big stories that are happening. These are the kinds of, of news and news stories that need to be covered. This is happening. Um, we're going to talk also, coming up here in about 10 minutes, um, with Edward Cage. He's a pastor. Um, used to be a hard liberal Democrat, just talking about some of the issues that we face in America, especially when it comes to the parties and it comes to race. Look forward to having him in studio for that. Also, um, I, I really enjoyed seeing this yesterday. Um, the, the good news here, okay, the bad news is the Senate passed this funding bill to take care of Taiwan, Israel, and guess who else? Ukraine. Once again, Ukraine, and everybody goes, here we go again. And this was done without any money, any help for the border. 95, talking about $95 billion. $95 um, How did they do that? Okay, well, this, and here's how they did it. They could have done it without Republicans. Mm -hmm. Let me break this down for you, because, you know, I believe in scores and scorecards, so we don't forget 22 Republicans voted in favor of this, led by Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney. There were four Democrats who voted against this. So once again, we call out everybody here. Four Democrats said, this is a bunch of BS. There is no way in hell I can go back and look at my voters, my constituents, and say, yeah, I back sending all this money to these other places without taking care of our border first or including it. And, of course, Schumer's the guy that got it done with Mitch McConnell because you're bought and paid for when you're there. 22 Republicans back this. And then Mitt Romney calls himself a Republican, who, by the way, has sons who make a lot of money in Ukraine, if you're wondering. Mm -hmm. That's right. They're as bad as the Bidens when it comes to the, 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 the money that they make in other countries off their name. 
goes and says, yes, this is a great thing. How much money was in the original bill? I don't know. Okay, so they probably took more money without even doing anything with the border because we shot I think down it was that similar. first bill. I so they just similar. did it anyway and then took more, probably. Of course. Paul calls it the war machine at its finest. Mitt needs to shut his effing mouth from Anthony and go away. But he's not because, unfortunately, people in Utah still support him and give him a platform to do what he is doing. Yeah, I mean, this is the ultimate corruption. This is the ultimate corruption of of America. It, it is it is sinister. Um, yeah, if you live in an area <laughs> that you have one of those senators backing you, um, good luck. Shame on you guys for voting those people in. Thank God Eric Schmidt came out yesterday and talked about this. And here's Eric. We haven't had Eric on in a while. We need to have him. He was in filibustering, doing everything that he possibly could to stop this. And as we give you this sound, we just want to remind you that all of this is a bunch of grandstanding because the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has already said he's going to refuse to take the bill up when it comes to the House. So it won't get past the House. It will not be put into play. So it's all grandstanding. And these Republicans know it, but they still voted for it. Mm -hmm. So once again, it's all the theater that D.C. gives us. But here's Eric Schmidt talking about the problems that they have right now in D.C. It's not by accident. This didn't just happen from day one, whether it was just simply a reflexive desire to undo everything that was Trump or a true open borders agenda written by a bunch of liberals in a, on a white paper that somehow got into these positions of power, I think everyone can honestly agree that what's happening is not in the best interest of the Americans that we represent. So I suppose let's run through the anatomy of this border crisis and a kind of a tale of, a tape, tale of the tape. From day one, all of those effective policies that were working, by the way, under existing <coughs> law. So we had that 45-year low under current law. There is no legal deficiency right now. There's no deficiency in the law that would prevent Joe Biden from securing the border today. It's not Thank by you, Eric Schmidt, for bringing some of the information up that needs to be heard. Rand Paul also had a very good uh, speech yesterday. I'm going to save you from that. It was long. But it was basically the same point. And, of course, we wanted to show Eric Schmidt because we do our show out of the state of Missouri. And we hadn't had Eric on in a while. So this has been a really, really big fight for him because when you know you don't have the votes, a lot of it seems futile. A lot of your actions, a lot of your work is for nothing. But you hope somebody will see something. I'm just glad. And I don't know if it was for show that four Democrats voted against this while Mitt Romney, <laughs> Murkowski, McConnell, the usual suspects, mm -hmm. call them rhinos, were the ones who voted for it. Exactly. And, and I agree with you that those four Democrats, it could have been for show, but that is terrible. And everyone needs to take note from where you're listening around America and around the world. If any one of those Republicans are from your state, you need to take note of that and, and make them go away. If not, you're okay with sinking billions of dollars into other countries without securing our own border. You need to be aware of who who these people are that are doing this to you and doing it to our country. <laughs> 
there is going to be a vote today as well on God. on Mayorkas, the homeland, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, believe it or not, there's there's word that he will be impeached. Now, I, I know it's more of a sign mm-hmm. than it is anything else, but I know a lot of the viewers and listeners that we've had come in and said, yes, we need to do something to show that this action and non-action uh, needs to be a- accounted for. Somebody needs to be held accountable, even if it is with an impeachment. Um, will it change anything that's happened? No, but it could change something for the future. Um so there is going to be a vote today where they feel like they're going to get enough votes um, to get this done. Stephen Scalise, who's been dealing with so many health issues, uh, I think he's dealing with blood cancer. He was in the hospital and couldn't be there for the last vote. That's how razor thin the margins are. He's supposed to be back today. The vote is supposed to take place. And allegedly, uh, Mayorkas will be impeached. So... Um, those are the stories that are being talked about. That's happening. And as Jay says, it changes nothing. It's purely symbolic. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I said that, you know, a week or two weeks ago, people got very excited about it. And when I said, well, we need something, Vic. We got to get something back. We've got to get people at least talking about what Mayorkas has led. And once again, he doesn't have a say. If Barack Obama, I mean, Joe Biden tells him what mm-hmm. to do, he has to do it. Correct. Correct. And I agree with Jay. It's it's purely symbolic. And I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not the right thing to do. But I agree that even if it's symbolic, we have to start standing up. Even when the Democrats were trying to impeach Trump, it was nothing but symbolic. And we got all up in arms. And the Democrats may now get all up in arms, too. But really, none of that matters. None of that changes anything. It doesn't. And then we sit back and we see the things that are happening right now. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to follow what's happening with Mayorkas today as well. Um, what I wanted to do from that standpoint as well is, uh, t- so Mitt Romney, we, <laughs> you know Mitt. Just mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. You know who the Republicans are. Um, you have to bring that stuff out. But then you've also got people like Georgia's Governor Kemp who has publicly said that Donald Trump should not get any presidential immunity regarding any of his cases. And it's like, what? In Georgia. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? But Kemp Mm -hmm. and Donald Trump have not gotten along in the past. And he was called out. So obviously, he continues to bring that up. And as Carlene says, by the way, if Mayorkas gets impeached, just watch for the next big stuff to happen on us by the Dems. She's exactly right. You know that's going to happen. So if we do that, that's 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 my problem too with even thinking we need to do that. That just gives them fuel to dump the next big thing on us. And we don't even know. We can imagine what they might do to us next, but sometimes they do things we don't even see coming. So I'm not looking forward to that. And, and Carlene is absolutely right about that. Absolutely right. And isn't that sad that we even have to be saying that about our own government, about our own leaders, that we know they're going to dump stuff on us. We don't trust them. We don't like them. We need we need better people. And that's where I am excited for the state where the show runs out of is that we do have Josh Hawley and we do have Eric Schmidt. It may there too just be symbolic, but they are not on the side of evil. And at the end of the day, nothing's being done with the border right now. Mm -hmm. Once again, they say they have to have some sort of bill to make all this stuff happen, and they don't. They wouldn't let it stand alone. They had to put it with the countries in aid, and of course, that's because Mitch McConnell's in charge of it. People, we are not running the country. 
we vote for people and there's nothing that can be done. Um, you know, we've, we've had so many people call out Mitch McConnell needs to go. He needs to step down. He refuses to, of course, because he is connected. Obviously, the people of Kentucky need to get rid of him as soon as possible because all it does is it causes a lot of other issues that we're having to deal with right now. Not a very good thing. Yes, as Jason says, it is a clown show. And as Peter Baugh says, too close to an election for impeachment. More likely the 25th Amendment or Joe gives up the ghost. Um, and I didn't think there was any way in hell they'd be able to run that man after mm -hmm. what we have seen. I've been calling for it for months, but the closer we get, he's still there and there's nobody else that we actually see when it comes to a, a possible replacement. This is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe in the house as well. Special thanks to partners for the show, Aminis in the Chesterfield Valley, the leading supplier in traditional infrared saunas and saltwater hot tubs. Check them out. This is not just a luxury item. They're very affordable. And at the same point in time, when you check out all of the latest medical data, all of a sudden, oh, saunas, infrared saunas, heart circulation, life longevity, and of course, heart health and blood flow. Complete auto body repair, Curtis Barks and crew. Look forward to getting them back on this track. Experience Realty Partners, uh, Kathy Helbig Strict, 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-SOLD. And Steve Strict with New American Funding powered by Score Mortgage. When it comes to the industry and it comes to getting any sort of real estate ideas done, you got to get your plan in place right now. That's what they're doing. Steve's talking about how business is picking back up. Also, New Age Health and Wellness, when it comes to uh, checking out the inside of your body, getting your blood work done to make sure everything is where it should be. What do you need to do to have more energy, to sleep better, to live a better life? Check them out, newagehealthwellness.com, newage healthwellness.com. Route 66 Cannabis, the fast lane to the Midwest premier cannabis shopping experience. They're focused on giving people more of an idea of staying away from the pharmaceutical drugs and finding natural remedies through their cannabis uh, production, five locations. And of course, they have the Cubana line and the Ostera line, and you can get those in many dispensaries across the state of Missouri, not just the Route 66. WeQuip USA, once again, WeQuipUSA.com. You can literally go there and rent items that people have up. You don't own it. They're in your neighborhood. They're close by. You meet up. You rent them. There's insurance that covers it. Or you can rent your items to people. Make some money that you have that might just be sitting around. And, of course, Wendy's in the Valley, the Chesterfield Valley. You're going to find some of the best pizza, burgers, wings, and smoked meats anywhere in the area. And, of course, they have the terrific outdoor patio, entertainment on the weekends. And, of course, that's a heated patio as well when it's in the wintertime months. Okay, it is Tuesday. It is February 13th. We're here for Cancel This as we are Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website at CancelThisShow.com. Um, look forward to our new guest. Um, Edward Cage is in. Should we call you Pastor Cage? Is that appropriate? Uh, Minister Cage is fine. Minister, Minister Cage. Cage. Yeah, I'm not a pastor. Okay. Yeah. We appreciate you joining us today for no the first problem. time Thank on cancelthisshow.com. Um, Lizzie had set you up um, because we want to get a little bit of your life story, okay. where you come from, because whether you want to talk politics or not in life, a lot of where you are is where you grew up. Okay. Who right. you were from that standpoint and why we bring you on. Lizzie wanted to talk about, and I agreed with you 100%, where we are with politics and race relations, especially because you're from the St. Louis area, correct? Correct, correct. Yes, I was born and raised in North St. Louis, what a lot of folks don't, don't know. I, um, you know, I did a lot of bad things that I'm going to be honest, I should be in the federal penitentiary for. 
But uh, thank God he spared my life and spared a lot of things. But uh, growing up, man, it was it was rough. You know, at, uh, at the age of 20, I couldn't read. I was what they call functionally literate. I was a high school dropout, ex-gang banger. Man, I was just a, a bad person. And, you know, you get this wake-up call, you know, because all of my friends started to go to jail. Um, and just, you know, they was just going down a really bad road. And, you know, you get this wake-up call, and uh, when mine came, I, I went out and got this thing called a job. You know, <laughs> you got a job. <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting a job out in uh, Clayton, Missouri. I ended up working at a little sandwich chop shop. And then after that, I got a second job down the street at a restaurant called CJ Muggs. And uh, the thing about that is that it, 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 it threw me into a life of seeing different people. You know, white folks going to work, black people going to work, black professionals, white professionals, seeing them all sit down and eat. So my mind just started to click. Well, unfortunately, I ended up becoming a Muslim at that time and realized that that was, whoo, no, not for me. Uh, you, but but how did, if that wasn't for you, how did you get sucked into it? Well, what had happened was that I was at a point in my life where I was looking for guidance. I was looking for leadership. I was looking for something to, you know, make me feel good. Hip-hop music, believe it or not, played a big role in it because they had this thing called conscientious style of hip-hop. You know, pro-black, you know, talking about uplifting the neighborhoods, uplifting our people. And I found that to be very encouraging. And uh, one day they, they caught me on Kings Highway and Natchez Bridge going to work and uh, they gave me a pamphlet and uh, you know I started going to the meetings at first you know and realized that this is something that I can get get on board to uh, but it was more of a pro-black type of of move it wasn't like the orthodox uh, Islam once I was able to read you know at a third grade level I just started looking at things differently uh, first of all my wife she was raised in a apostolic Pentecostal church even though she wasn't saved at the time she wasn't going for all that stuff that I was bringing home she was just not you know and we started having kids back to back back to back at one point I had four jobs so uh, I didn't have time to uh, commit my entire life to Islam um, and then, you know, eventually I end up uh, getting saved about five years, about no, about four and a half, five years later, I, I, I end up getting saved. And that started my journey to where I'm at now. But believe it or not, I've all uh, my conservative type of thinking came when my son started uh, uh, kindergarten. You know, just going to school, wondering why the white kids got this out here in the county and why the black kids don't have this. And and of course, the politicians, the school boards and all that, you know, they they come up with this whole race thing at the time of why our kids don't have this and why our kids don't have that. And um, once I realized that the the tax base was different. The county have their taxes. The city have their taxes. When you start asking these school boys these type of meeting, uh, questions, they don't like for you to ask that. I wasn't trying to be a conservative or a Republican or a Democrat or nothing. I was just more concerned that I have a kindergarten child that's in kindergarten, and he would like to. Uh, I would like to see him have just as many opportunities as the white kids out in the county. 
So we're talking with Minister Edward Cage. You've been all over local news for work that you do throughout the St. Louis area. Yes. Um, you talk about that now. Talk a little bit about what you're doing with your life right now as a minister, as you've changed. Um, you, you've given us enough to know already that <laughs> you once were a Muslim, you once were liberal, uh, you once were a man of the streets. Uh, you didn't set on a journey to necessarily be a Christian, to be a minister or a conservative thinking man, but here you are. Yes, yes. Uh, well, right now I'm in the process of starting a, 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 or starting an organization called I Am America. And the I Am America move is mainly uh, bringing everyone together to let everyone know that there is only one flag. And uh, our country, no matter what you may say, there's not another America to go to. Once America falls and America crumbles, there's no other country to go to like America. And I know now that, you know, with the help of Hollywood, with the help of music, the media, they like to uh, make it seem like that America is the most horriblest place to live. Well, you know, you're right. It is an open border. <laughs> it's open both ways now. You can mm -hmm. leave and you can go. But once again, this is all just a way to make our country look bad. Um, so this organization will mo mainly uh, try to get people of all races, socioeconomic background to come together and see what we can do to better our country as as not as in separate subgroup, but as Americans. I'm curious, Edward, when you do what you do now as a minister and you try to put these groups together, um, we've seen more African-Americans this year go public with wanting a change with political leaders. Maybe it was still happening behind the scenes, but you look at voting totals, you look at blacks, you look at African-Americans all over the country, especially in cities where you said you started to see a difference between city and county, but there was also something else that was a difference. Most of these leaders in, in, in the city continued to be Democratic leaders or they had that mindset. Then you started to see a change. I see more and more African-Americans now saying, We've got to have Republican or conservative ideals, not only in the city of St. Louis and other blue cities, but in this country with a man like Donald Trump. Well, I'll tell you this one thing. What people don't understand is that in the black community, especially North St. Louis, where I grew up at, uh, down by the White Water Tower, I remember growing up, all of the businesses was black owned except for the, you know, bigger change, Nationals, Kroger's and, 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 and maybe a drugstore. But all of the even the McDonald's at that time down on Grand and Kasu was black owned. Um, the Democratic Party has absolutely destroyed the black community, thus annihilating the uh, black family. And what we're starting to see now is that we're starting to see more African-American men more than anything, especially in the entertainment industry. Uh, you have 50 Cent who wanted to leave New York because of the tax breaks. We're starting to see this, but now we have, um, we have allowed uh, Democrats to, to label those guys or to cancel them or not to show them on television. But black America, we, most black Americans are conservative. They, they just haven't figured that out yet because we, we've, we've been so used to voting for a particular party. I can remember times when these politicians used to come down the street that I lived at and shook hands with people and they yeah, we're going to go to Jefferson City or D.C., we're going to fight for your right, blah, 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 blah. But now when you look at it, you look at every major city in the United States, they're all controlled by liberals and they're all 
uh, have this huge black population and 90% of the black people in these cities vote for them and we're not getting anything from it. So when you look at what's going on, on in the uh, border situation right now, a lot of black Americans are starting to see, hey, you guys are giving them mil billions and not giving us anything. Mm -hmm. But not only black Americans, just people, period, are starting to see how Democrats really rule. And I believe that the Democrats are doing this so they can always be in power. And no one wants that. Not even the, 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 the stupid young liberals that go out and vote for them. You don't want one party controlling everything. That's dangerous. Do you feel it's right that white tries to speak for black so many times when it comes to politics, especially in inner cities, not only on a local level, but a national level as well. I find the most dangerous things to to the black community right now is white liberals. Amen. I say that often. <laughs> I say that often. Yes. White liberals are very dangerous. I find them to be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And why very is that? Well, because you look at it like this. When I was growing up or even now, you don't see them talking about, well, we're going to make sure the jobs and the housing and the education. They don't give solutions. All they give is emotions. That's all they give. And because they need that power, they have to make it seem like, oh, well, the big bad white man is out to get you. But in actuality, they want to keep you at a certain uh, at a certain status in the United States so they can continue to make you feel like a victim. And when they make you feel like a perpetual victim, then, yeah, you're going to vote for them because you're going to feel like you're always struggling. Look, black Americans are the most educated or the or, or, or the most wealthiest people of color in the world, in the entire world. Why is it that we don't see people like Oprah, see people like LeBron James coming back to the community? We don't need no freaking tennis shoes. We don't need no freaking book bags, no haircuts. We don't need all that. We need banks. We need hospitals. We need things like that that, is going, that are going to uplift us. But we don't need these little silly things. And then they say, oh, yeah, they're giving back to the community. We don't need no cheap houses built up and down, Dale Moore or anything like that. And when it comes to education, we need to make sure that our kids are not graduating and reading at a fourth grade level. I don't care about you graduating 85 or 90 percent of the kids. They don't do them no good if they're only reading at a freaking third grade level. You got to have the infrastructure. Um, this is one thing, and I know that many cities around America deal with this with certain mayors. I bring up the St. Louis City Mayor Tashara Jones. I've heard her talk about infrastructure. I've heard her talk about some of the things that you just said, Edward, when it comes to putting stores in place, to having some sort of business go. But all I've heard is the talk and then other issues that go right against what she was just saying that she wanted to do. Do you still live in the city of St. Louis? No, I do not uh, no longer live in the city. And, and, and I think one of the things that is going on is that people, they want to say, oh, well, how can you talk about that and you, you don't live in the city? Well, you, well, know, they, they, you know that's a, that's a disqualifier for you and others who have left. Well, that's, that's fine with me, but that still doesn't mean that, that what I'm talking about is right. You don't see LeBron James living in South Central or Cleveland. You don't see Oprah living, you know, down on, you, you know, on the south side of Chicago. But at the same time, if we're talking about something that's right, it doesn't disqualify it. It's still right. And what's going on in the city has not only St. Louis, Kansas, Chicago, 
What's been going on is that the Democratic Party has been taking advantage of black people. I'm 51, so I can only go on 50 years. They have been taking advantage of black people and their votes and not giving them nothing. It's foolish for us to continue to vote for them and we don't have nothing. Look at, once again, look at where I grew up down by the White Water Tower. There's no grocery stores. The nearest grocery store is way up on Union and, and uh, Natural Bridge. Mm -hmm. So you ask yourself what is actually going on? What people like Tashora Jones and her entire family, along with the Bosleys and the Mohammeds and all this, all they do is talk a really good game to get in power. She was one of the ones who who ran on, yeah, we're gonna defund the police, but as soon as she became mayor, she went and got her some extra security with new guns. See, the Democratic Party, they are so full of crap. And I believe that black middle class, especially black middle class men, they are starting to see, and they seen it when Donald Trump was in their pockets, was a lot better. And they seen that crime was getting taken care of and things was overall better. But see, when they talk about Donald Trump in the black community, they talk about emotions. They want to talk about race. Was they saying that stuff when he was in every rap song from 85 to friggin' 2000. Oh, everybody loved him. Yep. Everybody loved him. Everybody mm -hmm. wanted to be him. And they loved him because he was donating a lot of money and creating business within the black community. He was doing absolutely great. He was doing great things in a black community and he's been doing them for years. So they go and they pick out little things that they can say about him to make it a big race deal or a big moral issue. Oh, he talking about grab the woman by the coochie. Uh, <laughs> Really? Right. That is what's going on. Do you understand what men talk about in a locker room? If that's all you got, we don't talk about when Barack Obama got up there and said, oh, yeah, he was against homosexuality. But then all of a sudden he evolved. What type of stuff is that? Uh, Donna wants to know, Minister Cage, love having you on. But why is it taking so long for people to wise up? I don't understand. I'm assuming she's talking about African-American communities who continue to vote the same kind of people in. Because they, because they bombarded. They are bombarded with only one, one viewpoint. What I am upset with the Republican Party is, is that I believe right after Mike Jones, that was the time, uh, Mike Brown, I'm sorry. That was the time to go into the black community and start, uh, uh, contradicting what the Democrat Party has been saying. They, the Republican Party has been doing a bad job, a horrible job in trying to relate a message to the black community and they just won't go in there for some reason. They are afraid. Uh, liberals have got them to be so afraid to go in. They don't think they're going to be killed. Liberals got who afraid? They got politicians. Yes, yes. Politicians won't well, even go into the black community and speak. Well, I'll tell you this. Two cities I've lived and worked in for a good part of my life, St. Louis City and Detroit. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans I know say that they know that they have no shot at winning in the city because of how it is. And then I look at this as if it almost seems like you've got to have – the you've got to have the trailblazers the people who will start to go in knowing that they're not going to win but you start to plant those seeds you start to get that message out and then it's going to take somebody maybe 10 years after that unless everybody just loses everything how do you foresee cities big cities blue cities that are mired in crime and what? poverty switching an idea to maybe give conservatives a shot to try to work with other people around the state. Well, I tell you this, liberals understood this 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. They started planting seeds. 
when uh, Jimmy Carter started the whole school pro the um, department of, Department of Education, they understood that what they want to do in America is not going to take one generation. It's not going to take one vote. This is going to take some time. It's going to take some blood, sweat, and tears. And I believe right now the Republicans that we have in office, the elected ones, they have become a bunch of cowards. They have be, uh, all of this infighting. Uh, that has to stop. We have to figure out how are we going to get young people, the so-called Gen X generation, we have to get them to understand that this country is falling apart and we need your help. But this is what they have to do. They have to go into the inner city regardless of what they think. Yes, they're going to lose. I'm going to let you know that right now. Yes, they're going to lose. You know, but as you see, Donald Trump, he has attracted so many young black Americans to vote for him with power. 50 Cent got a voice. They have attracted so many, not because he was morally good, but because his policies worked for him. So, yes, there are going to be some blood, sweat and tears and Republicans have to go into these cities and they have to start uh, uh, fighting a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, because Democrats, they've been doing it ever since I was a child. They have been, I mean, they got the, they got the media, they got Hollywood, they got Taylor Swift, they got everybody, you know, so they feel that they can't be stopped. And when people feel like that, they become dangerous. No, they do. Talking with Minister uh, Edward Cage. Um, somebody wants to know from our chat line, from the standpoint, um, how do you deal with, and is the community w waking up on Joe Biden when it comes to, we, we ran a collage last week, all the racist comments that he's made in his life, and, and it, there are a lot, including this person's comment. Well, you know, what do you think about when he said, well, you're not really black, and your black votes don't really count unless you're, if you're considering Donald Trump. Now, could you imagine? You're not, but you know you're not black unless yeah. you consider yeah. Donald Trump. I mean, well, you can't consider Donald Trump. Well, I tell you one thing. I was born black. And and for him to say something like now, even though he's the president of the United States, he couldn't say nothing like that in front of me because there, I find myself having very little tolerance for ignorance like that. I come across white liberals all the time. They just assume that because I'm black and I'm a minister, I'm a Democrat. So they try to find some way to uh, to appeal to my blackness. And then I have to blow them out of the uh, <laughs> blow them out of the wall, especially standing in Walmart or something like that. Love I do it. not hold back on them. I don't care about how you feel. I don't care about your emotions. I don't care what you want to wake up and feel like. You want to feel like a dog, a cat, a man, a woman. I don't care about none of those things. I feel like if you have the right to say whatever you want to say, I should have the right to say whatever I want to say. But uh, I think in the black community right now, a lot of young black men, mainly young black men, are waking up to seeing that uh, Donald Trump could actually be the key to start that really big movement in the black community because we have people like Stacey Abrams. She's running around talking about, oh, black men has been uh, given a lot of misinformation. How can you say something like that? First of all, you are a complete loser in everything you do. But once again, the gatekeepers, they need somebody like Stacey Abrams to push to have that another divide between black women and black men. Hey, we're gonna, here, here was Biden making those comments that we talked about uh, in the past. Already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. 
It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. They're going to put you all back in chains. We already have a nigger. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even black. And when I heard this the first Man. time, I was just so pissed, Edward. I was so pissed. National media refuses to cover it. We do it on shows like this, and we do what we can, Edward, which is, uh, I know you hear that stuff and it pisses you off, but at the same point in time, there's there's people, as you said, that they just get a message and one message put into their brain over time. Oh, got to go Joe Biden. Got to go Joe Biden. Because the African-American community, even if there's, quote, cheating or election interference, they could really put Donald Trump over the top mm -hmm. over any sort of illegal activity in an election. Well, first of all, um, I believe that a lot of the stuff that you just said, the media don't show that. And, and, and African-Americans don't see those type of uh, sound bites. Mm. And if they did, I do believe that there would be an uproar. But it wouldn't be enough uproar for them to make a mass exodus from the Democratic Party. What it will do, though, is that it will start the conversation for, once again, educated black men that are uh, driven, that has families, that has, you know, uh, careers. That will start the conversation of, hey, while we continue and not only vote for this old crone fool right here, but while we continue to give our support to the Democratic Party, every single ghetto in America is ran by them. So why are we continuing to vote for them? They have destroyed our community. I mean, absolutely destroyed it. And I do believe that if sound bites like this was played on MSNBC, CNN, BET, if stuff like that was 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 actually put out, he would lose. All Donald Trump needs is five to ten percent of the black vote, and I do believe he has that. How do we get that out, though? How do we take that soundbite that they're, Vic just played and get it to him? We're not. We're not. That, that's sad. We, we do what we can do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the media is not going to play that. See, once again, the the Democratic Party they looked at how they're, how are they going to be able to sucker everyone in. Uh, starting with our kids 30, 40 years ago, starting with mm -hmm. our kids, you have to be able to indoctrinate young people. So no mm -hmm. matter what they see, what they hear, they're always going to vote for this party right here. After he said, you're not black if you vote for Donald Trump. After he said something like that, that should have been right there, a mass exodus. But because folks are so indoctrinated in the Democratic Party policies, they don't know that. They don't know no better. So therefore, they will continue to vote for them. But I truly believe once we can, uh, 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 once we can get Donald Trump message out, because right now, uh, He's been, you know, just attacked in the media, in the courts and shame on the Republican Party for not backing him 100 percent, because I'm letting you know right now, Republicans, we do not want Ron DeSantis and we do not want Nikki Haley. No matter. I mean, you know, you may have a few people that say, yeah, well, I don't want Donald Trump because he has so much baggage. I want Donald Trump because the country was better. That's why story. I want him. End of story. Not because I want, you know, because he's my friend or I want him to be my spiritual leader or blah, blah. I don't want him from that. I want him because the first job of the government is to mm -hmm. make sure I am safe. 
And, and believe me, folks, we are not safe when we have Chinese nationalists, when we have all type of people from the Middle East that we know nothing about. We're not talking about what's the folks that's coming in from Central America. We're talking about people who get first class tickets and fly to freaking Tijuana or fly to wherever they fly to and walk across with Apple phones, Louis Vuitton bags. <laughs> Do we yeah. understand what's coming in? Uh, Minister Cage, do you feel as if uh, the African-American community is suffering a lot of racism and are, are victims? Because we have a gentleman on the show, and he teaches at Cardinal Ritter, and he's teaching these kids that they're victims from the time that they're born because they're black. And you have several students, several, and I've seen them on an email chain, wanting to go to the border and help these poor, innocent migrants who are just looking for a better life and they're being treated horribly just like we have been our entire life do you feel as if the black community is facing that and that's what they and then they get angry at white man for causing that that's a uh that's one of them questions that um folks feel that they have to be very careful in answering because they don't want to offend no one well, I'm going to tell you this right now. When you listen to one side of the story all the time, then they will make you a victim no matter what. When you look at the school uh, school system, they are being taught that black that uh, uh, black Americans are victims in everything you do. So the answer to that is absolutely no. I do not think it's a race problem that's going on in America. I think the only way that 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 the Democrats are going to win is to keep continue to excuse me is to continue to make that an issue because that's all they got to go on. If they was to start pushing uh, jobs and education and all that stuff, then black America would be like, oh, well, this party no longer interests me because I want a house. I want to make sure interest rates are low. I want to make sure I get things like that. And when it comes to people uh, uh, of them thinking about the border, the first thing they're going to think about is how am I going to keep my things how is this how how is the border affecting my standard of life and once they see that then they'll be like no nah, close the border because for, first of all most most young black people who feel like that has never been introduced to the world they've only in, been introduced to what uh, 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 school teach them, which is, you know, rather they go from K to 12 and then they go to the the uh, liberal teachers or the liberal professors. That's all they know. So they have been. In, so that is implanted in them that they are a victim and everything is the white man's fault. Well, that's just can be true, considering that, like I said earlier, that blacks in America are the most educated, the wealthiest in the entire world. Remember, we had affirmative action, which I was against. I, I've been against affirmative, affirmative action since I was young. Dr. Martin Luther King, he was a doctor. They didn't have affirmative action. Mm -mm. He didn't have that. And yes, he did go to, I, I believe it was, it, it was Morehouse. What if, what, what if black, the black elites, instead of them buying chain and thing changes and things like that and going to the strip club that they always make it seem like that's what they do in Hollywood. What if one rapper was to say, you know what, I'm going to get this $100,000 chain money that I was going to spend and I'm going to put it back into Morehouse. 
Donald Trump, he gave millions to HBCUs. But remember when Barack You're not going to hear about it. He cut that. Yeah. You're not going to hear about that. Yeah, that's true. You know true. what I'm saying? Please like and subscribe and share the show. People need to hear uh, what Minister Edward Cage is talking about. That's for sure. I didn't want to interrupt you too much, but I wanted to get that out there. Please Probably. like, subscribe, and share the show in regards to what we're happening, especially if there are people that need to hear. And you know people that need to hear what Edward is talking about from that standpoint. Well, you do know that, you know, according to the Democratic Party, you know, African-Americans, black people, they're not smart enough to go get their own voting ID. You know that, right? You know, you know you're not smart enough to get your uh, – I'm being sarcastic for people who are just coming into the show. I know. Uh, you know, you're, uh, poor black people, we're not smart enough to get a damn ID to vote. Shame on these Democrats for doing and saying that. That is such a slap in the face. In other words, they're calling us stupid mm -hmm. and ignorant. But I can tell you one thing. I haven't met not one African-American, black person, whatever political name you want to call yourself, that does not have a form of ID. You need an ID for everything. You even need an a, a ID to cash your check at your little, uh, you know, your little... <laughs> PXs that you hey, have. My, you know? my kids, my kids had to have IDs to play little league football. Mm -hmm. You need an ID for everything. <laughs> but see, once again, they want to make you feel like a victim, like you don't have. Even the homeless people have IDs, and in some states and cities, you can get them for free. I think you can get a voucher for a couple of bucks or ten dollars. No, you can go. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, so, so once again, that's just a way to make us feel like victims. Because I'm gonna tell you one thing, Black Americans, they're the voting base is starting to change. They no longer need all of your votes because they have let in so many illegal aliens to now the voting block is changing and you are not considered their primary voting block in the cities anymore. Because I tell you this one thing, when all of these folks has finally settled, that's come across the board, black America, where do you think they're going to live? They're not going to live in Chesterfield. They're not going to live in town and country. Well, we know they're not going to live in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> they got them out of there quickly with sandwiches and little folks standing by saying, bye, we love you, we love you, with box sandwiches. And they hurry up and ship them. So what do you think they're going to see? The people of Chicago are starting to see where they're going to live at. My mom used to live down in North St. Louis. She see where they're starting to live at. So ask yourself, why is the Democratic Party allowing all these people that go first with food stamps, Medicaid, Section 8, all these folks go first at the top of the class and they push you all the way back? Why are you still voting for these people? They care nothing about you. And they have gatekeepers like these politicians, these so-called congressional black caucus. I tell you, two people who knows what goes on in the black community, the local black leadership and pastors. Another thing is that whenever they want to push something over on you, they always use one of the members of the Congressional Black Caucus and they in turn go get a pastor because they like they did abortion. This is how they get things into our community because they feel that when you are standing behind a pulpit, it represents power. So, hey, you must be right. Going in and shoving a vacuum into a woman's vagina. Oh, yes, that's health care. That don't sound like health care food. That's murder. And if you start and you go back and you look at what Margaret Singer did, and I'm just talking about history and facts, and you look at the comments that she made, 
it was to take out and hurt one specific race, and that is the African-American race. Mm-hmm. If and you we, go to look at that, and, and the lie and, and the hurt was put on the African-American race. And we have people like Lizzo who stand her silly, ignorant butt up at these concerts and talk about uh, abortion and women health care. That's one of the prime reasons why black America is still at 12 and 13 percent of the population, because we've killed 25 mm-hmm. million of our young people. That's not funny. That's not cute. That's not something to promote. But once again, Hollywood, they got them. Hollywood, hey, you got to promote this stuff or you won't be part of the gatekeepers clan. The gatekeepers are people like Tyler Perry, Oprah Renfrey. These people are gatekeepers. Uh, we're talking with Minister Edward Cage, but you got a lot of energy. You got a lot of great points, a lot of people. Yeah, he does. Our, be- our chat line is going crazy for you. They absolutely <laughs> love you. And these are things that we say here too, Edward, just exactly what you're saying, but we're white. So I really wanted someone in here that actually knows the truth about the black community and speaks what we need to hear because the thing I've been saying over and over and over is the black communities were ruined. We drove through East St. Louis one day with my 15-year-old, and she said, why does this look like a bomb went off? I said, Democrats. I said, when I grew up, people said black people moved in there and ruined it. And I said, that's not what happened, honey, and don't let anyone ever tell you that. Who ruined it is Democrats enticed black people and you hit every nail on the head already to the truth that our youth needs to hear and i come from my my family is very multiracial, and Mm -hmm. we're saying exactly what you're saying and we need to get your voice out we need to get it out high and wide because you're speaking the truth let me uh say something miss lizzie one thing is that a lot of black pastors here in st louis they won't allow me to preach at their church because sure they, they know won't. my political stance. I'm one of them past or I'm one of the ministers that believe that politics does belong in the pulpit as long as it doesn't contradict the word of God. That is my my stand on anything. I would not I, I would not endorse or coerce anything that does that goes against the word of God. I won't do that, no matter what party it is. But there are things that, that first of all, when I think of people who, who say that neighborhoods became bad because of black Americans, mm-hmm. the black Americans that I know, when they moved into these good neighborhoods, they was proud. Yes. They cleaned up. They, they took care of their neighborhoods. They worked. So like you were saying, Ms. Lee, it's not black Americans. It's mm-hmm. the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. Black Americans are are some proud people. They are, I just absolute, I told my wife once before, I said, I would love to live in one of them big old houses down by Fairground Park, mm-hmm. you know, in oh. North St. Louis. But I couldn't deal with the the level of, of, of people, the, the criminal aspect of it, because my patience, I don't have pay, I don't have patience for people trying to break into my car and break into my house. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. I don't have that's why you don't see rich people living there. It's not that they don't want to live there. It's because the criminal aspect and it's so much of it and now we have this these type of politicians that will not uh, prosecute these people. So when I hear people say, oh, the community is bad because black people moved into it, that's exactly what they want you to think. Exactly. But like you were saying before, it's the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. Black people don't make a community bad. That just doesn't happen. No, it does. My Not friends my friends were trying to redo the landing. They put a lot of money into buildings. They had sold out, literally sold 
out occupancy in two of their buildings very quickly, and they have been fighting tooth and nail with Deshara Jones and the St. Louis City government with homeless people trying to destroy the properties that they have there as they try to reinvest in St. Louis. And like, it is a, it, it is a nightmare on a daily basis, Vic, trying to deal with the city from that standpoint, which makes me ask the next question we had, uh, Edward, can you help out in district one somehow, some way they don't feel Corey Bush or Wesley mm-hmm. Bell would be able to help or do something there. Um, you, you, and then they call and they call, well, I think it was Andrew Jones, a fake re- conservative. Andrew Jones. <laughs> I'm not <kidding. laughs> Wow, wow, wow. I tell you this one thing, and I tell people this when I go around speaking. They have gotten African Americans to focus on the national politics. But what really goes on is that Your day-to-day lifestyle, your day-to-day operation, where you go to, how your taxes work, how all that, it's local government that matters. We have to know what our local government is doing at all times. We have the right to go and confront these school board meetings. We have the right to confront our local politicians, our senators, our congressmen, our wardsmen. All these people, they have to know what's going on. And if they're not doing right, don't vote for them again because they give you some emotional spiel. And every time it's time to vote for them, that's exactly what they give you. They give you some emotional charge spiel on why you should vote for them. You shouldn't vote for them because, oh, my God, the white man and Donald Trump. Donald Trump is way over in D.C. What about what's going on right now in Ward 4, District 1, these type of things? This is what needs to go on. And these are the people that needs to be responsible for it. Not focusing on what Donald Trump is doing at a national level, but we need to focus on what the politicians at the local level to the governor on down. That is what we should be focusing on. And not just black America, but everyone. This is how you understand how government works. But because the school boards and the schools are ran by liberals, our young people right now don't know how the government works. They don't understand how it operates. All they see is Donald Trump and everything else is bad. That's all they see. They don't know who their governor is. They don't know who their lieutenant governor is. They don't know who their senator, their congressman, and other things. They don't know these things, so therefore they walk around ignorant in a state of emotional bliss. (laughs) He looked at me. (laughs) He didn't call me a man. When I walked into the coffee shop, he called me a woman, and and I want to be classified as a cat or a fairy, and I woke up this morning wanting to be a man (laughs) or a dog or a cat, and (laughs) he looked at my booty wrong. I mean, just all type of stuff they look at when they get on television because this is what they push the stuff that you see that's going on in 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 congress right now you can't get one person 30 years old and down knows what goes on talking with minister edward cage we had somebody ask where is your church or do you give uh sermons do you give do you get a chance to uh speak to a congregation from a church standpoint in st louis uh not a whole lot not a whole lot. Very few uh, pastors ask me to uh, come and preach at their church. First of all, I think one of the reasons is because so many churches now are trying to build a church. They're trying to get a big building and get as many people as possible. 
Um, do you and, do that by not offending people? <laughs> well, it's kind of hard for me now. Well, I I'm, I'm letting our viewers and listeners know that's how you build a big church. Mm -hmm. all, all are welcome. It's fun. And we want everybody to feel very just fun and coffee and everything is just all for you. Well, have you noticed, Vic, that most churches now that are getting built, they don't even have a baptism pool? Mm -hmm. But they have a great entertainment, spotlights and all that stuff. And, but the most important thing to church is salvation. The most important thing is not going listening to the music. The music don't save you. It's the word of God. And when you preach this type of message, people, my wife is my manager. And we turn down more things that we accept because we have pastors say, well, don't say Jesus, say God. Well, we don't want to offend the homosexual community. Oh, well, you know, you, 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 you know, they do that. And, you know, they have a whole bunch of emojis in, they, in, their, um, in their emails. Edward, I used to travel the country as a, as a Christian speaker, and mm -hmm. I went through this, and it blew my mind. And it, it, it's what Edward is saying is real, and it's unfortunate when we're talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, people, they don't want to hear holiness no more. They want to hear that, oh, God just accept. you know, um, the Super Bowl party or I'm sorry, one of the Super Bowl commercials had where somebody was washing the feet of a homosexual or something like that. Yeah, they're uh, called the He Gets Us. And anybody that's close to the faith knows, as Lizzie and I've spoken about, they're not real. They're not real commercials. See, <laughs> that's the type, type of stuff that pastors long ago, 20 years ago, should have stood up against it and stood their ground. But because they have this 501, I mean, I'm sorry, that... um. Well, uh, what's the name of that that program that the five hundred one C three thing? Yeah, charity. Yeah, the charity. Yeah, the charity. Yes. Because they have all of these things, then they cannot say and do what they want to do because they're afraid of the government. See, the government should never be in the church. And when I hear people say, "Oh, you're separation of church and state," those folks have never read the Constitution because that is nowhere in the Constitution. Nowhere. But because the church has that, it limits what they can do in the community. They can't speak against homosexuality. They can't speak against uh, 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 women going out with a crotch all out. They can't, they can't speak of men who have three or four baby daddies all around and then still want to go up in the church and say, I'm a minister. No, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? God wants us to be holy. He don't want us to be Baptist. He don't want us to be Methodist. He don't want us to be Pentecostal. God called us to be holy, not denominations. And I feel that denominations has caused a lot of division because when you go down. Well, there's about 40,000 different denominations. <laughs> and sometimes we can talk faith and go into where the denominations started. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, when it comes to that, God uh, uh, in the Bible, in Acts, say, and they continued steadfast in the apostle doctrine. They didn't continue in the Baptist doctrine. They didn't continue in the Mormon doctrine. They didn't continue in none of that. But, you know, once again, man, he has to throw his, uh, his, um, his mix into it. And thus, we have all of this craziness that we have going on. We have Man does also stars. known as the devil. Yes, yes, yes. You know, when you go into some of these churches now, it's all about the music. You know, they got the guitar blast and they got the music. They got the people jumping up and singing. Then the 
pastor come out with a with a soft, me, unoffendable message that yeah, God loves everyone and and everybody's gonna go to heaven and everyone no everybody and not got all a wall churches, and a gate and not all churches are like that, but there are some a lot. that there's are. There's a lot. There's a lot. Unfortunately, yes. there's a lot. Yes. I noticed that, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm seeing more and more churches that are waking up to that and people are waking up because somewhere in the late 2018, 19, 20, 21, the churches were becoming so woke and then they were finding out it was coming straight out of the seminary. The seminary was teaching that woke curriculum and now people are going, whoa, 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 this doesn't even match the Bible at all. Well, seminary school, first of all, they only produce uh, students. <laughs> True. That's it. Peter wasn't. Peter didn't go, and Peter, you know, he did what he did. Paul, you know, he was already educated, but you know, Paul said that he 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 was taught by Jesus Christ Himself in the Spirit. So therefore, you know, when you go to seminary school, then you always have man, uh, uh, percep perceptive uh, perception on things. So that is not always a good thing. Sometimes you just have to do it the old-fashioned way. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Once you do that, then you ask God to help you understand what is going on, and he would do it because he is obligated to do these things. While we were talking faith, um, we had some people that wanted to know, if you care to share, you certainly don't have to, where you call home for your church because people wouldn't mind going there if you wanted to share I don't that group. Have, I don't have a church of my own. I am not a pastor. I am simply just a minister, and I go to Emmanuel Temple Church of God in North St. Louis. Okay, fantastic. I love that. I bet that church speaks the truth if you go there. Well, the pastor, uh, um, the pastor that we have, one of the reasons why I love this man so much is because no matter what's in his sermon, he always tell people that you need to repent. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You need to live holy. He doesn't preach a, a, a denominational type of message. And I absolutely love what he uh, he's preaching about. He's a, a good guy. And as long as he continues to do that, I'm there. I'm supporting him 100 um, percent. So, you know, that's how it is. And I thank God that he he has welcomed uh, me and my family with open arms. And the fam you know, one of the things that I found this church to be is that they have some of the nicest people. I mean, just flat out nice, kind people in the church when you first walk in. So I find it and, you know, find it to be great. We go in, we sit down, we listen to the sermons. It's great. And when we're not there, when we traveling sometime, I even listen to it on YouTube. I have never mm -hmm. listened to a pastor on YouTube, but I enjoy this church. You are so good. The people on our chat line are saying one of two things about you. Either be a regular guest on ours, or even better yet, you could get your word out by having your own podcast. You're that good. And how you deliver it, and you just speak the truth. I mean, you're really, really killing it today. Well, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person that I don't like to be controlled by a lot of things. Because I, Amen. Feel, I feel like I have the right to say whatever I want to say mm -hmm. because I'm not bound by this group or that group or nothing like that. So I enjoy just being free. I enjoy going around speaking to people. And when something happens, all of the backlashes come back on me. And I enjoy that. 
I enjoy when the backlashes come back on me because I can tell people that uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not pulling back from nothing I said. I'm not going to write an apology letter. I'm not going to do none of those things. And, and people, they can't be affected by it because sometimes my message is a little hard. Sometimes I say things that um, most people won't say. I understand that. And but when you got people that are behind you, that's working with you, that you are part of, sometimes, you know, they they can get in their feelings. Yeah. And yeah, right now true. it's just me. And I enjoy that freedom to be who I am without uh, being connected to a group or things like that. Well, we love you for coming on. We love who you are. You're not worried about being canceled by anybody. Well, <laughs> well, if I was, I really don't, you know, I really don't <laughs> care about how folks feel about canceling people. You can't counsel nobody for telling the truth. You can't counsel no counsel no one because they don't want to identify you as a man and your Adam's apple sitting out like this. <laughs> you can't do that. When you walk into a coffee shop and you standing 6'2", 240 pounds and you're as big as me and you got a little name tag that say Becky and obviously you wasn't a Becky. You you cannot expect for me to approach you and say, good morning, Becky, because I will not do it. I, I saw a guy in front of me I at a Schnucks it. line. He said, hey, thanks, bud. And then the man, the biological man dressed as a woman uh -huh. who would, if I was in that same situation, I might have done this, got very offended and said, don't call me bud. Oh, my goodness. And I went, oh, my God. Because she he was a budette. Well, it was a man dressed as a woman as the cashier at the Schnooks line. Oh, my. So, anyway. Hey, buddy. We appreciate you coming in. No problem. You're fun, man. Anytime. Anytime, Are you folks. a sports fan, too, still? or? Um, uh, okay, I didn't I really, know you. You know, sports is, is, is okay to look at. I didn't know. know if you were rooting for anybody in the Super Bowl the other night since it was such a big deal. Well, because I'm from Missouri, you know, my daughter, she's just fanatic with Kansas City, you know. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, we... we well, fortunately, Kansas City won. Absolutely. But, you know, I... I <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you know, it. I get you it. You know how when something, when you really don't care because it doesn't benefit you in no shape, form, or fashion, so, you know... You got, you know, what my daddy hey. was do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how can people find you before we, we get out of here today? You can find me on Facebook, folks, uh, as just Edward Cage. You can find me on Instagram, Edward Cage. You can find me on TikTok, Edward Cage. I'm not hard to find. You can Google me and you'll find me. Um, I don't have no major platforms. I don't have, you know, 500,000 people that follow me. I'm just an independent guy that have an opinion about things and... And uh, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at 1-T-A-C-A-G-E uh, at uh, uh, gmail.com. Once again, that's the number 1-T-A-C-A-G-E at gmail.com. Uh, you know, and that's, that's how you contact me. You know, if you want me to preach or speak at your political event. But I tell you this one thing. Don't call me. Don't contact me if you want me to come in and sugarcoat things, especially when it comes to preaching. Don't call me and say, oh, well, don't say Jesus Christ. Just say Father God. Don't mm. do not do that because I'm a sick. Well, my wife is my manager, like I said, and she'll say no for me. But don't don't do that. And don't call me like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I really want to get my message out. I want to run for this office and that office. And and just because you're Republican doesn't mean that I support you because I want to know, are you just a Republican that just want the benefits? 
or do you really want to help the people? Because I, I still have a problem with politicians that's been in their three and four terms, 15, 20 years. That's I, I have a problem with that. You've been a politician for 35 years. That's Minister Edward Cage. Thanks for your time today, buddy. Thank we you for having me, it. folks. I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. No, it's another great show. This is the fastest two hours of podcasting, and you made it even go faster. Yeah. So, Thank you. Thank you for having uh, me. I appreciate it. God we'll, bless everybody. Yeah, we'll go ahead and close out the show right now then. I mean, do yeah, we have any I, other I, items? I don't want to say anything after he's spoken, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it would just nothing. ruin whatever it was going to say. There's nothing left to say today. He yeah, did absolutely. such a great job. Um, so we'll just go ahead and close out the show today. We appreciate everybody joining us. Obviously, we'll join you tomorrow, Valentine's Day. That does it for this show. Cancelthishow.com, the fastest two hours in podcasting. For Pro Joe in the house today, Lizzie Sparks on Big Faust. And, of course, our esteemed guest today, Minister Edward Cage. We appreciate you guys joining us. Thanks for all the input. As always, remember to like, subscribe, share the show. Check out Cancelthishow.com. You can check out our merchandise that we have there as well. And, of course, if you want to make a donation, you're always allowed to help us continue the free speech that we do here on our platform Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central. And, of course, all the time on our website, Cancelthishow.com. Have a great day, guys.